1: This episode comes with a content warning and brushes up against topics that could be triggering for our audience. You'll find specific details in the show notes. Please take care when listening. Hello again and welcome back to WA Exposé, a podcast about local arts by local artists recorded on Wajak Noongar Budja um I'll be really honest this is the first time I've actually struggled to write an introduction um which considering this is episode six does not bode well (laughs) for me (laughs) at all um but that's not because my incredible guest doesn't have credits she is well known in the local and national um scene for having appeared on lineups with everybody's favorite purple puppet as well as being a queer comedy staple the reason I actually struggled to write this uh, introduction is because all I wanted to say was, um, everybody shut up. Um, Aves is really fucking funny. <laughs> um, so hopefully that's where I'll leave it and you won't hear my voice for the rest of the episode because I am so thrilled to be talking to you. Aves Robbins, how are you?
0: I am I'm really good. How are you? I'm doing really well. It's warm. I am so warm. Warm. <laughs> warm. I left my fan at the other station. Oh yeah, i at <laughs> the other side, but that's
1: really considerate of you because I'm sure it would have just been the loudest. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's totally fine. Um, I'm going to be super quiet because all I want you to do is talk to me. <laughs> Honestly, so incredibly funny. I'm going to fangirl. Um, but first of all, I'd like to ask our single question, which is why comedy?
0: Uh, so I, I, I grew up really loving anything that could make me laugh. I, I, th- I just liked the feeling when something was really funny and I, and I would just laugh along with it. Um, at, and when I first, learned about stand-up comedy you know watching the comedy girls on tv I was like that's magic mm. you know like being able to be in front of a room full of strangers and being able to make an entire room laugh and make people <laughs> at their own homes laugh yeah that, that that seems like a skill people shouldn't have <laughs> like yeah especially growing up like I had no friends <laughs> like I wasn't funny I wasn't funny at all and like just like not having any ability to connect to another person and then like there are these assholes who go on stage and they're just like able to connect to an entire room in that yes. way and command a whole room and yep. just like what is wrong with you and
1: laughter too because <laughs> laughter is such a vulnerable position it's hmm. which is really interesting because it's a like it's suppo- supposedly is an involuntary thing that just sort of happens which means that you're quite vulnerable at that moment so it's really cool if you can make an entire room yeah, react like
0: that. There's there's a certain power that comes in comedy, mm. um, with being able to make someone laugh, um, because you can connect to people through that. Um, but also, if you can make a joke at someone else's expense, you're getting power over them as well. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's like comedy is about power in a way. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. You think so? Well, you a lot of the so. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does seem to be. I guess that's that's why <laughs> it's that's why it's dominated the way it is. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um. So. When you were coming – so you're, like, learning about comedy in the sense that you're enjoying it and you're spectating it. But I really thought it was interesting how you said that you weren't funny. No, so not at all. So this is a learned skill.
0: Yeah. Like, it's not, I'm not a natural class clown. I don't think anyone who knew me when I was growing up would have thought, yes, that's a future comedian. <laughs> like, yep. not in the slightest. Like, I did not have any friends. Like, I didn't talk to people. Um, how I How I got into doing comedy stuff is – um, when I was at university, they had the UWA pantomime society, which is um, yes. like, they just put on funny, funny, really funny plays. And um, I was just like, that looks really cool. Um, I guess I'll try that. And uh, I wasn't good. Not in the slightest. It wasn't like I, yeah. I joined it and I was amazing and everyone loved me. Like, everyone went, oh,
1: my God, a star. And yeah. Yeah, no, I
0: got like one line <laughs> in every show I was in for like five years.
1: You're a quirky tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Mostly I was a guard. I was god, I was guard A. And oh. then I was guard one. Ooh. Then I was guard who was also a card. Guard and then and I was card. guard who was also a bee. Like,
1: <laughs> Is that a progression? Do you want to be a card then bee or bee then card? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> what is the angle of progression in Alice in Wonderland? I don't know it.
0: <laughs> I think just that the outfits got more and more embarrassing when there's a stinger sticking out of you. But you're like, well, this is this is as low as I'm going to get.
1: This is it. I guess I might as well do stand-up because <laughs> nothing else will be lower than this moment of me being a
0: bumblebee. Oh, yeah. But, but then I... So they write their own plays, which is really cool of them. They write, they they write, direct, and produce, and put on three original plays a year. That's super cool. Yeah, and so they have ample opportunity for people to experiment with writing as well. So I I got into that, and I started off pretty mediocre, but mm. because like one of the things that's uh, strong in me is my creativity and how quickly I learn stuff, yeah. and so through just pure just like trying. <laughs> And and studying and and like I'd, I'd watch YouTube videos on how to write stories and I'd study I'd, I'd like I'd watch comedies and and figure out what the kinds of jokes there are and, and all that kind of stuff I like actually think about it rather than just intuitively know it I put more and more of that into the scenes I was writing yep. and then I kind of got a reputation in the club as someone who was a quite good writer. Um, ah, yeah. Cool. And yeah. so then I I started writing, I was the head writer of some of the shows that's um the t-shirt I'm wearing right now is the Corpse Bachelorette. I love it. Uh, that so was
1: good.
0: yeah, that was a show I um I uh, I wrote with a friend of mine. Um was it as a team, but then yeah. we were the lead writers on that. Um and yeah, it was really it was really huge boost to yeah. be able to take take control and to create my own art in that way. Mm. And then sort of after being at in a university club for a certain amount of time, you're sort of like I'm getting a little bit too old for this. Yes. <laughs> like why I should not be friends with a seventeen year old.
1: Yeah, yes, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And I'm not a uni That's anymore. It's just a
1: really good life skill. Is yeah. <laughs> Once you hit over twenty-five, you just have to cut all the seventeen year olds out of your life. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I've 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 learned that I never know when to leave a party. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> at a I'm always the last person at a party. <laughs> so to a certain extent I was just sort of like, I need to leave. <laughs> like then, The clock has run out. I can't
1: be at university forever, damn it.
0: Yeah, I'm not Peter Pan. Peter Tran, maybe. Um. (laughs)
1: You're going to have to run this interview. All I'm going to do is just giggle.
0: Yeah, we haven't introduced the fact I'm trans into this yet.
1: I don't, uh, (laughs) I mean. Important
0: context for that joke.
1: Yes, that's, oh, now we have to go back. Do you want to go back and just start the whole thing again? Just for that joke. No, never, never.
0: Okay. After leaving the club, I was like, oh, no one's going to let me write the, my silly jokes into their plays anymore. <laughs> like no one's no one's got low enough dignity that they're going to let me write a show for them. Yes.
1: Well, I mean, there's only so many contexts yeah. that The Corpse Bachelorette works in. Yeah, And, and it, it's not going to be like, I'd like to uh, now play the Heath Ledger Theatre. I've got a really great <laughs> idea for a crossover on a crossover on a crossover.
0: Yes. Um, but I realise that I have... I don't have enough dignity to <laughs> I, I have low enough dignity to do my own stuff on Got stage. It. Uh so like if no one else is gonna do your your material, I'm I might as well. Um and that gave me the opportunity to uh suffer when my jokes didn't work instead of the people on stage suffering.
1: Yeah, instead of your actors suffering.
0: Yeah. And it also gave me the opportunity to to actually get the laugh myself. Like Ooh. instead of sitting in the audience and a laugh being had when someone says it and me, thinking, me knowing I wrote the joke, mm. but no one else knowing I wrote the joke.
1: Is it a completely different feeling? Because you go, oh, that's mine.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, is a, it is a different feeling. Uh, stand-up comedy really has like two major aspects, in my opinion. Um, like for someone who's starting out, it has two major aspects, which is um, the quality of the material and the quality of the performance.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: There are, are people that come in who can write a joke. So I came into comedy being able to write a joke, uh, which put me in a pretty, in a cr- pretty good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did not come in with the ability to perform at all. Right. Like my years of being in the theatre had not imparted that wisdom onto me whatsoever.
1: <laughs> they put you in the writer's room. They never let you on stage. Yeah. There's like, only so much a bumblebee can do. Yeah.
0: There's like an aspect of stand-up comedy that you, you're not meant to look like you're performing. Hmm. Like you're meant to look like you're just being yourself. Um, But it it is a performance. You are creating almost a character and you are working on how to deliver every single line. Yeah. Yeah. So you're creating like a a new version of yourself. Like people in my life have said that I seem to come alive on stage or um, like I'm just a completely different person.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And even friends of mine have like said like being with me before I go on stage and then seeing me on stage is a very weird experience for them because they almost experience me as two different people.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't find that as unusual because I mean, I'm also a performer. It's a different space, obviously, in music. But it's like, yeah, there are two, there are two different people. Yeah, there's like the one at my house, and she's not a diva demanding all of this stuff from my tiny sausage dog. And then there's the one on stage who is demanding the space and the attention of everybody in the room. It's a completely different energy. But I suppose for people in your life, it's like, who, what, where did she go? And (laughs) I I don't understand. Yeah,
0: and I've even got two different names. Like I have my my real name, like Avery, and then I've got Aves Robbins, like the. The person on stage yeah uh and so
1: very drag of you yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it it's it already exists in the performance world why not yeah yeah
0: and and so yeah there's um i had to really learn that performance skill and i'm still learning it um so you're always adjusting um your set and stuff there's a lot of repetition in comedy like it you don't get the impression that people are always repeating the same stuff the same stuff the same stuff yes of course yeah um but you are
1: like yeah Again, it makes a lot of sense in any – you couldn't imagine being like, okay, well, you played uh, that instrument last night. Do you think you could pick up a different instrument tonight? Do you reckon you could play the trombone tonight? Well, I studied for seven years to play the piano. It's like, yeah, but we've seen it. (laughs) So you can't do it anymore, which I always find is the most absurd thing, honestly, about comedy is the expectation for a turnover in new material and new content all the time. It's (laughs) like, well, I – I did that show last year, so I guess it goes in the bin now. And it's yeah. like, oh, that, that sucks, though, because in a year you might be like, oh, it's nice now and I like it and I'd like to present it to yeah. people. But it's like, oh, we've well, got to throw it away. Like, you'd never ask a singer to do that.
0: Yeah. Comedy ages so quickly. So quickly. Yeah. Um, like, the like no one's, no one's going to – people go to, uh, like, bands to see a band and they're like, I really hope they play this song that they wrote in the 70s. Yes. <laughs> like, I really hope that they play this one song that I really like. Yes. Um, but no one's going to a comedian saying, I hope they do that joke from last year. I think the that only, was really good.
1: I think the only comedian I've I've ever felt that way with is literally Eddie Izzard being like, can you do the mm. Death Star bit again, <laughs> yeah. please? That's all I ever want to hear. And <laughs> any new material just like you cross about it, but that's probably not what anybody wants anyway. So. Yeah.
0: And Eddie is, it's quite like an unusual comedian yes. in ways, but I think he's very, bit. he's a little bit more theatrical.
1: Definitely. Like yeah. a complete performer. Um, which is I'm sure an incredibly niche reference for people, but Google it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Google it and have a lovely afternoon giggling about that. But yeah, it's so, do you find that that helps with the creativity? Because obviously you've got an immense amount of like writing ability and creativity. So does it stump you in the sense that it's like, I'm writing this joke. I really love it. Damn, it's only going to be good for the next six months or...
0: Uh, sometimes just in terms of like something I'm I'm struggling with at the moment is I'm about to go to Melbourne for the Royal Comedy Festival. And there's part of me that knows that Jokes that I'm currently doing that get the most laughs are jokes about where I live in Rockingham.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's not going to translate. Yeah,
0: it's not going to go well over there.
1: No, everyone's forgotten all of the suburbs of Perth over the last two years with
0: (laughs) with our borders. They're like, we don't know who you are anymore. Yeah, and you can't can't do a joke about a a Western Australian suburb in Victoria. Like, it just doesn't work.
1: No, and you also can't just, like, um, do that lovely thing that I've seen lots of international comedians do where they just slap... The same joke, but just like slap a new suburb on the front of it, and it yeah. still gets like a similar reaction. I yeah. don't think you can do that between. Yeah, two.
0: well, my joke is that I'm from Rockingham, whereas they, they're yeah. going to stick a, a a giant sticker underneath me and say from WA. And I'm going to be like, oh yes, how's Fitzroy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd love that. Be like, you, you all know that I grew up in Fitzroy, and everyone <laughs> would be like, wait, what? What happened? <laughs> uh
0: yes, yeah, she just moved to WA for the easier competition. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, and they got stuck there. <laughs> it's not an easy competition in WA, though. It's quite difficult.
1: It's hard to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. <laughs> a different conversation. <laughs> so, when you take these jokes there, do you? What's your solution to that issue then?
0: I, I'm this, I'm currently in crisis about that. I guess I, I'm sort of like I I guess I could just have to drop them. I guess while I'm over there.
1: But wouldn't that take like minutes out of your set?
0: Yeah, but I've got enough material. Like I'm doing a five minute set on stage, and yeah. I've got like. 13, 14 minutes. Of oh, jokes. great. Okay. Yeah. But like, it's, it's sort of a bit of a loss. Like, oh, these are the ones that I, I know currently are getting me a lot of laughs and yeah. like, oh, maybe I'm shit when I don't have these jokes. I know <laughs> that's not the case, but like, that's where I'm sort of fitting in my head at the moment. Yeah, uh, It's a bit of a crisis. And you
1: can't replace them with plain material or COVID material or any of that. Cause it's oh, yeah. just like beating yeah, deadest of horses.
0: Yeah. And that's the other part. Like my opening joke is a joke about like uh the safe WA app. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs>
1: do they have I could look that up. I'm not going to. Um, do they have one in Victoria? Do they have a safe Victoria? Probably. Like
0: they have contact tracing, but like contact tracing's like almost over now. Yeah, like that's true. It's, it's, it's not like a current joke. Avoid. Yeah. And and I'm just sort of like I have to I, I this is the wrong timing for me. <laughs>
1: I guess that's another part about um comedy and why it ages so quickly is like like the Safe WA app in like all of these different things. As things come in and out of fashion or in and out of style, your jokes would either become incredibly relevant or just become incredibly irrelevant yeah. in a week.
0: Yeah, like I had a, had a joke that I used um, that I used to do, which was that um, the the persona I used to be, the person I used to be before I transitioned, was just me really trying hard to be what people wanted me to be and really failing. Like I was trying really hard to be a loser, <laughs> you know, much <laughs> like the liberals in the state election. <laughs> And the state elections happened ages ago now. Yes, like, I can't do yeah. that joke. And it's such, and I, I love it because I love to rag on the liberals. But like.
1: But maybe it'll become relevant if, in we the next state get, election. if we ever get, well, if we ever get a federal election, we can also hopefully, <laughs> hopefully reinstate
0: that joke. Yes, that would, that would be nice. Uh, vote, vote, vote. I vote. <laughs> I everyone, vote. Yes. Unfortunately, that's way after my gig. So I'm, I'm just like, you guys have to, do, you have to call it sooner. You have to call yes. it sooner. Revolution.
1: Yes. Regular. Or my
0: joke. Yes. Entirely selfishly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm for that. You know what? Yeah. We're actually probably more likely to have a revolution based on selfish needs so yeah. than we are on actually trying to help anybody. So, Well, I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if it gets the material, if it makes the material relevant, then let's do it. Yeah. We'll start a petition. Definitely. I mean, this podcast will probably come out in like October. So <laughs> everything that we've said is entirely irrelevant. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very slow at I editing. Won't,
0: I won't even be a comedian by then. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, this is the breakup text message <laughs> live, live, but not live. I've been having a thought
0: recently that maybe comedians should start out counselled and that they uh, should work and they should they should do weekly penance, like Catholicism. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I, I've just been triggered. <laughs> I'm going
1: to put a warning at the start and be like, Catholicism, the word was mentioned twice and it upset me, so maybe will you.
0: <laughs> it was uh, something interesting about comedy. Uh, so we are talking about the transience of comedy and, yes. like, and like what th- what that means for comedians. And I think it's interesting. Um, something that I was um, thinking, well, something that was pointed out to me when I was watching a YouTube video um, about, uh, I can't remember his name, which is sort of almost the point. Like there used to be a comedian in the US who was listened to by a billion, like a billion people. Like uh, probably not, probably weren't that many people around back then. But like a lot of people, a lot of people listening to him every week. Like and when
1: like radio Yeah, radio yeah.
0: times, like um like almost the entire country was listening into him as a comedian every single week. Oh, too much pressure. Yeah, and I have no idea what his name is. <laughs> like there was someone who was so famous at that point, um, and we have no idea who he is anymore. Yeah. Like, uh uh those like com- comedians are like forgotten very easily as yes. well. Like yeah. Steve Martin as a comedian. People, yeah. People know him from his movies now. Yeah. Like there are some people who are gonna be like, Yeah, I know him from stand up, like you know well no, done, I mean, you're like, special. No. Like okay, you're
1: really <laughs> special. I know him from Pink Panther. Yeah. That's what I know him from. <laughs> and I am not ashamed to admit yeah. that.
0: Like, yeah, like that's that's who he is. Like yeah. um Jim Carrey is another one, like yes. he did stand up, I think. Maybe. But <laughs> uh, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Like In I did stand up, apparently. Yeah, I, I didn't know. He- apparently he's, he's like a very famous comedian i did not know he did comedian he did comedy until i was a comedian which makes you feel like a uh, fake comedian but like
1: no i don't I, I don't know if that's a thing i mean it probably is a thing because it's like unfortunately in every single art it's like stench staunch stenched yeah. or stenched i'm gonna go with stench <laughs> stinky stinky elitist background that tells you you have to like tick a certain amount of boxes and know who the quote unquote greats are. Of that industry, who treaded the the path before you, and the why they so good. The male oh, of course. Yeah, sorry, I thought that that was implied. <laughs> oh no, I come from classical music. There were no, there, there have never been any female greats, let <laughs> alone anything else outside of that spectrum. Oof. Oh my God, no! And I, I know that that's incorrect, don't I? Played the flute growing up. I, I yeah, I, I feel it. <laughs> when we, whenever they're in those institutions, whenever they talk about the greats, they they're being incredibly specific with what they mean by that.
0: I keep moving away from the microphone and then towards the microphone. I love it. It's like I, you've got my technique yeah i'm just like this is i'm just making this fun for aria later yeah
1: i like i said earlier it takes me a really long time to edit these so you know it's something going to take longer with this rocking back and forth that we're doing yeah i try and move away every time i giggle because i'm like no one wants to i witch cackle if i actually was to laugh properly i witch cackle i'm like no one needs that in their ears i'll
0: admit i I don't listen to fiction no non-fiction podcasts i i can't i can't listen to two people laugh yeah Okay. As much as I love to laugh.
1: Yeah. No. Not like up close and personal.
0: I don't like their mouth sounds.
1: Mm. <laughs> I that's what I've been learning a lot about what I don't like about myself is um the any sort of click or any sort of like liquid that might exist inside of my mouth. Yeah. Um there is a lot. And I didn't know there was that much until I had to edit myself. And I was yeah. like, Oh wow, your mouth's full of stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and now and now the listener at home is very aware of all our mouth sounds. You're very
1: aware of all, all, all of our mouth sounds and depending laughs. on how much of the mouth sounds they're hearing are understanding that I am either good at editing or absolutely
0: shit at editing because it's like oh
1: I can still hear her mouth sounds that she tried to get rid of unsuccessfully. Yeah.
0: We have now ruined podcasts for you for and me. you are free. You are free. <gasps> I am
1: free. I'm, I can go back to just listening to them but th- this is a, a grave of my own making because once again I signed up to do this. No one asked me to do this so this is my own fault but I'm doing it anyway but that's the um I guess that's every artist, isn't it?
0: Uh I I'm I'm feeling that call cool towards starting my own podcast. You are? Yeah, like <laughs> just just as a comedian like I feel like it's expected. You have to. Yeah. I mean,
1: those are the rules, right? Yeah.
0: It's the closest you can get to being a radio DJ without having like friends.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I, depending on where you want a radio DJ in Perth, it also pays the exact same amount, which is nothing.
0: So,
1: whoops, yeah. I didn't say that. It's fine. <laughs> um but yeah i think what you were saying
0: yeah like we forget comedians so easily we
1: do yeah like i forgot about everything we were talking about that's how quickly we forget them we yeah we forget um we forget comedians and i think especially with the i hate to see i don't want to use this term i'm going to use it anyway the rise of social media Not not even the rise it's been around my entire life therefore it's just a thing that has existed um for me anyway um but because you can spout it off so quickly with, without editing, without going through that process of being like, is this worthy of being in a show? The answer is no. But is it worthy of being on Twitter? Probably because it'll yeah. be forgotten in like the next two hours
0: tops. Yeah. Or even that they're different skills. To write a joke for Twitter or to write a joke of stand-up is different skills.
1: Oh, um, okay. I didn't know that. Explain. Yeah, Teach yeah, me.
0: It's different. Like you can't like read. Like if you read a joke from Twitter on stage, it wouldn't get the, it wouldn't get the laugh. In a way, like, because of the character limit. Yeah, or even or in, more just like it's it's written differently. Like a joke for a, a joke for theater is written differently for a joke for stand up, which is written differently for a joke for like something that you're reading. Yes, okay. Um, but yes,
1: that makes sense now that you've said it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like it, it's just like they work differently, and even like just like a funny person that you know, like a joke that they that they come up with on the fly wouldn't work on stage because like. Yeah. Um there's a difference between there's like a different expectation when someone's being witty versus when someone has prepared something.
1: Yes. Yeah. So all of the everything in that sense has actually been thought out. Where on Twitter it's just like a caption of a moment in time. Yeah. Like it's a time capsule.
0: And I wish I was funny on Twitter. Like <laughs> I'm getting there. I think I I'm trying to learn to write Twitter jokes, but I've seen um, you know, like I like you can you can be really funny on Twitter and then when you do send them, you have to learn that new that new experience—you have to write that. You have to learn that new way of of being on stage and 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 that kind of stuff. Uh, like it's
1: kind of like writing a clickbait headline on Twitter, though,
0: isn't it? I, I wouldn't say like either one is better than the other. Oh no, no, like yeah. like
1: not comparatively. It's just more like if you can do if you can do it like a, it's because you want to grab people's attention yeah. in that moment the same way that a clickbait headline would grab somebody's attention. Yeah. Whereas on stage, you don't just want to grab their attention for the now. You actually want to hold their attention and their participation in what you're doing for an extended period of time, whether that be five minutes or a whole hour, it's like mm. you need, I'd like your focus here, which yeah. is really hard to do in any art form at the moment. Cause yeah. like we're so used to doing seven things at once. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't like be watching TV and not be on my phone. Yeah. At, I don't know what that <laughs> is, is like. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Going back to the cinemas sounds terrifying because I would have to turn my phone off. <laughs> yeah
0: just 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 disconnected and self-soothing just the entire time just yeah. like yeah
1: yeah it would be like it's okay seeing this film is a radical act of self-care <laughs> <laughs> because i'm switching off from other forms of media
0: Well, i i have to tell myself to switch off some sometimes at the moment like i, I love to read i love to i love to um read things about comedy i love to read things about um you know um like our our brains and all that kind of stuff. Like mm. I love to learn about who we are as people because yep. that stuff is really applicable to, uh, to comedy in a way. Totally, um, yeah. But then some <laughs> a certain extent I have to be like, Aves. It's like it's like eight p.m. on a Friday night. Like you. You can play Pokemon for a little while.
1: <laughs> yes, and that, that you're allowed to. You're, you're not doing um Aves a disservice Yeah. by like not supplying her with the latest information on neuroplasticity right at this moment. Yeah. You're allowed to be like, I can just exist outside of <laughs> this person for yeah. a moment.
0: I, I, I'm doing an Aves a disservice by not putting on makeup before gigs sometimes. Like, <laughs> like sometimes my priorities are a little bit wrong.
1: On that, I'm going to take a quick break. Cause I need a drink of water. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I First of all, I do love that we, um, I said, well, you didn't say, this is totally my fault. I said, let's go take a water break. And then we both proceeded to skull caffeine <laughs> as if it's not the most millennial thing we've ever done. Yeah.
0: I actually recently quit caffeine uh, because I had my wisdom teeth out.
1: Oh, of and course. Yeah. I, I
0: don't drink coffee. I don't drink tea. I just drink Coke, which is like, it's very upsetting. Um,
1: no, uh, you know what? I'm... I actually low-key here for it because it's like, no, I don't have any vices. I just need Coca Cola. Well, I don't drink either. Like, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. I mean, gosh, if there's, I don't know. This probably isn't very popular. Why can't we have just a little bit of poison? Like, just a little bit. <laughs>
0: just a little. <laughs> this bit. is the bad
1: timeline. Can't I just have a little bit of poison?
0: <laughs> you don't want to drink uh, a fizzy carbonated beverage when you've just when you've got open wounds in your mouth. Of course, so yes. I, I I came off caffeine for a little while, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it this way. I'm gonna I'm gonna ha- not have caffeine in the like And I went back to work and I was like, You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you have drink caffeine a,
1: again. Did you have like the classic caffeine withdrawal moments then?
0: No. Uh, well, I might have, but I think it was kind of it was kind of superseded by the fact I had holes in my mouth. This is
1: true. I was just thinking that. Yeah, we're like, we are already dealing with a lot of pain. So if there's a headache or two, oh, no, we're going to be fine. Yeah,
0: I'm on the good painkillers. Like I'm not going to get a headache.
1: So if there was any time that you could have quit caffeine, it was during that time because your withdrawals were taken care of yeah. by all of the other pain. Well, I guess that that moment's gone now. Yeah yeah I don't know i don't, I don't think we should have to quit caffeine, but you said you had an idea of what to talk about,
0: yes, um, so something I've been exploring at the moment is uh I guess sorry, I just okay. had a bunch of caffeine <laughs> <laughs> um is i guess how uh transition as as like as a trans person, how it relates to living for yourself mm. and living for your and 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 taking control over your own life a little bit, yeah. Just sort of like just something I want to talk about. Yeah,
1: great. Yeah. Okay. Before you
0: come out, like you you tr- are expected to live as a cis heterosexual person, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. like I remember, like when before I transitioned, like the the life I was leading, I I think most of it was for how or what I thought I should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like um I I, I did a chemistry degree. Yeah. Um. Like. Well. I, I. I. didn't. I. I wasn't very good at being. At, at doing things for, that other people wanted me to do. Like. I still yep. played the flute. Like.
1: <laughs> yes. And if there is no more queer <clears throat> instrument than the flute.
0: But yeah. I, I. I played the flute. I did ice skating. Like. I was not like other boys. Like. Um. It's not like others. Other boys. I was doing my best.
1: <laughs> but you were ticking the boxes by the sound of it. It's yeah. like I've got to. Then I've got to go into a STEM thing and I've yeah. got to tick ticky tick tick.
0: Yeah. Like I. I was. I wasn't very good at being a boy, but I was doing my best. You're like, trying really hard. Yeah, yeah, this is my best. It's a bit unfortunate, but like, <laughs> but I was I was still really in, in my own way trying to live for other people. Like I I did the the science thing because I w- I was good at it, but also like I kind of wanted to prove to people I was smart. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, and I I just wanted a job like a sustainable job at the end of it, which uh, probably science was not the thing to study at the time.
1: Oh no, probably not. It probably still isn't the thing because we never listened to science. So yeah,
0: and then around the time I transitioned, I have like full on had like a, a breakdown a little bit. Like just my life seemed meaningless. Like I felt like I'd done the wrong thing. It wasn't even related to transitioning. Like like that's really stressful. And I guess I, yeah. I guess like you know hormones and stuff was was a big deal. Of course, um, a whole new life role and a whole new like level of unsafety in the world as well. Definitely. Um, but then also like having to go back to studying um things i really didn't care about anymore if i was already going to be like the failure that i you know that you know in a way i feel i felt like announcing to the world i was trans felt like failure a okay. little bit yeah, yeah definitely i mean
1: especially if you and you had you had like this idea of what you were supposed to be yeah um because of labels that and things that we put on ourselves but also about the world around us Subconsciously, or actually, you know, very, very consciously, push on us at yeah. all times.
0: It was around the time of the trans tipping point, which is sort of like around when like Caitlyn Jenner came out and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. before, before then, like being trans was a very unusual thing, and it's, it's I guess, it's still unusual now. But like people are more across it. Yeah. Um, and so that was a huge thing. Like I, I came out just before then, and then like that happened. As like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh yeah. So the idea of a trans person having a professional job seemed like a, a big deal to me. Yes. I just didn't think it was possible.
1: Yeah, okay. And also then it's just like, well, yes, and I, I am this is this is who I am as a person. I'm gonna live that outwardly and proudly. But that doesn't mean I can't tick all of the other boxes that <laughs> you said that I can't tick now that yeah. I that this is who I am. It,
0: yeah, but then and then it all just seems so meaningless. Like yeah, I, I was for sure. like this isn't who I really wanna be anymore. And if I I'm going to be living this life that is going to be hard. Then I might as well.
1: No, you're the corpse bachelorette. <laughs> I mean, oh my god.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is who we're supposed to be. Yeah, and and to an extent, like the like, if you already to an extent, it felt like I was already admitting to the worst thing I already was, uh, and and so like I might as well just do whatever. Like who fucking cares?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I I suppose as. Dark as that might sound initially, to me, sounds kind of liberating.
0: Yeah, it's it's freedom. Yeah, in a way, like there's there's no wrong answers at this point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we've started down this path. I'm yeah. not about to look back. Yeah, so let's keep going.
0: And a lot of what makes um, someone a great artist or someone a great anything is the ability to make a fool of yourself publicly and Definitely. and and courageously, mm, make a um, loud mistake. Yeah. yeah, and especially as a comedian, like that, the first six months of your comedy career are gonna be very painful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If they're not, I think that you might just have a lovely room full of lovely friends who <laughs> like you a lot. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh you've got to be able to go on stage and bomb. Yes. Like I bombed yesterday. Like that was in that and I'm I'm am I'm getting to the point where I no longer want to cry a lot after yes. after this happens. But you know, it still hurts. But like the willingness to let yourself make those mistakes. And to an extent that's what early transition really felt like for me. Yeah. Um, as much as like, you know, it's something I don't really like to talk about or, or think about even like that period of time where I was early transitioning, like I, I hadn't changed much physically, but I was dressing really differently. Yep. Like I wasn't, I was like, actively trying to avoid eye contact with people because I figured they were probably staring at me. Like I was going into places assuming that people were staring at me and yeah. noticing me and to an extent they were like as well. Like that's yes. just a, yeah. that's just a fact of being an, an early transition trans person, like yep. There's an incredible amount of courage and bravery that goes along with that. Yeah. Which um, um,
1: there shouldn't have to be. Yeah, there shouldn't, there shouldn't have, have to be. be that label placed on on anybody not that label that amount of pressure placed on anybody at any yeah. stage of their life when especially when they're just trying to be themselves.
0: Yeah. Um and but it, it, a lot of it was also in my own mind because I didn't get a lot of really negative things said to me like once at a train station like people yelled at me but like Yeah. Um that's what most most women go through that. So. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and and so like the, uh, it's just like a lot of the the courage that comes along with transitioning, like the, the the being willing to be be around and be yourself and let people judge you and have to do it anyway and learn that it's actually okay to do that. Yeah. Um, makes I I think has made me a braver performer.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely. Can definitely hear and understand that it would it would make a huge impact and then especially so then on top of of this massive change to live your truth and to be yourself um which shouldn't be I hate that that's radical but it currently still is which is garbage it should just be I think thing. it's I
0: think it's radical not just for trans people like yeah. it's it's radical for cisgender people as well it's radical for queer people it's radical for straight people to an extent as well to be who they really are so much of us mm. I I don't think un- enough people are understanding how much they're living to a role yes. that's set for them. Yeah, um, a defined like, position. Like, yeah, how many people have, have watched someone as an artist or or s- watched someone do a sport and thought like, oh, I'd really like to give that a shot, but like, I'd probably get really a lot of like a lot of judgment.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. How yeah, how many times have we heard the line? How many times have I heard the line? Unfortunately, come from a lot of women. Um. Especially from cisgender women just being like, Well, I thought that like I was supposed to be a mother and I mean I'd like to try that, but <laughs> no, nah, I'm a mum and therefore this label <laughs> needs to be attached to me yeah. forever and I can't be anything else outside of that label.
0: Yeah. Like there's a there's a lot of restrictions that people place on themselves. Yeah. Um, just generally. Like I think of like like it's not because I'm trans that I don't go to the beach. Like it's it's because I hate my body that I don't go to the beach. Oh, yeah, the,
1: yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Same, yes. Like
0: uh, or go swimming and stuff like that. Yeah. But I love swimming. <laughs> Like, I, yeah. I just love it. Like, that's a that's a limitation I put on myself because of the same fear, the same fear of, like, being stared at of being judged. Yeah. And realistically, people might stare and judge, but, like, it's, it's, as, it's, safe, it's as safe as it was before.
1: Yeah. You and know? the thing that I always have to, and I still don't go to the beach, and I don't follow this advice, so it's not helpful at all that I'm saying it, but I know that people are too wrapped up in their own lives to honestly give a shit about what I'm doing over here. Yeah. They yeah, care definitely. about how I look in this uh, in this swimsuit or what I'm doing in this moment. They don't care. They've yeah. got too many things going on in their own head. And how do I know that? Because I've got too many things going on in my own head. Mm. Yeah. So they're not focusing on me as much as I
0: think they yeah. are. And even like, I'll admit, like I, I am a judgmental person. I think we all we all have judgments that come yeah. into our heads. When I notice myself thinking, oh, that person doesn't look very good or oh, that person's really not good at what they're doing right now, I... Notice myself have that thought, and then I judge myself for having that thought yeah. like you know <clears throat> I'm not uncritically judging people in a way yes. like i I know when I'm doing it in a in a way that's mean or yeah. or things like that, and maybe some people don't, but at the same to the same extent, like those people are not worth much
1: <laughs> no that's true, and I think there's like your automatic socio learned behavior which might be the first thing that comes into your head when you go like. Oh, she shouldn't be wearing that crop top. And then if your brain kicks in and goes like, whoa, where did we, you wish, you wish you were, so just calm down a little bit. I think that that's probably more relevant to what your true voice is, is that second voice. Because the first one is more than likely like what you were exposed to as a kid or like what the world has taught you up Mm, until this point. And then the voice that comes in and fights that voice is like your actual voice is like the reason that you can, because you're actively trying to unlearn and actively trying to reteach yourself
0: along a new path at all times. I guess what I'm proposing for people is to be more critical of your judgmental voices. Mm. Um, But also like if you have something that you really want to do and you haven't done it because you're afraid of judgment, Tran up and do it anyway. Tran up. Yes. Tran up. <laughs> t-shirts. I want T-shirts.
1: Can you WA make me a T-shirt? This one you're wearing is so cool. I want, I want one that says tran up with like a little Peter pan in a wig. <laughs> I love it. Definitely. It'd be so cool. I I have no more to say on that. I think that you've summed life up beautifully and everybody should look to you as an inspiration so oh, you need you. to tell everybody where they can find you and where they can follow you and just assume that i will miss any show that you ever have because i'm so slow at editing
0: uh so you can find me on instagram aves.robbins you can find me on twitter aves robbins uh it's not very good i wouldn't twitter is not where i'm gonna post my uh my gigs it's just where i post my shitty shitty jokes i, I would
1: uh, still recommend following
0: them <laughs> Uh, also uh, I'm on Facebook, Aves Robbins, uh, comedian and yeah. And, and if you want to follow me, I sometimes don't have a green car. Like you could just trail along behind that. Oh uh, yeah.
1: Everybody, if you see a green car out in public, just start, yeah. just start following it. Yeah. <laughs> see where it takes you. You will get labeled a stalker. <laughs> Disclosure.
0: I've had them before. It's fine. Oh, great. Cool.
1: Part two with Ames. <laughs> the after dark edition. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your incredible talents and oh my god, if you have the means or the opportunity to see Aves perform in person, take it up. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld, and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlet and M Burroughs. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlot.com forward slash WA expose.